What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Good afternoon. This is Justin from the Empire State Conservative Network. Uh, generally, when I do these podcasts, you know, I'm just speaking freely, but um, what happened today had me really thinking about a lot of different things at once, and I kind of had to write something down to get my thoughts together, so I'm just going to read to you guys what I wrote, and um, we'll get into some comments and stuff hopefully after. You guys can comment on the bottom of the page when the, when the cast is, is uh, posted, and then we can further get into the subject. So if you just bear with me as I read what I wrote, um, this little monologue about this disgusting abortion bill that uh, passed with full support of every Democrat in the state. No resistance. We didn't have any numbers on the Republican side to even block it anymore. They have full control of the Senate uh, in this state. All the policy making is going to go through them. And as a result, we're going to have more and more bills like this. If you listen to the things they say, they say what they do. That's what differentiates them from a lot of the Republicans. As I've mentioned many times before, many of the Republicans, so-called, are not Republicans. They're, they're stick figures, they're straw men, they're spineless, they stand for nothing. They're bought and sold. So we can't depend on them. But like I said, I'm going to about to read what I wrote, and um, it's something that's really important to me. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. We lost a major battle today without even being in a fight. New York is, in fact, a blue state. The major left-wing politics of most of the metro area which is the most populated area of the state by an overwhelming majority, makes it extremely difficult to elect Republicans to statewide office. It can be done, but we have to convert many of these voters who still think that they're part of the Democratic Party, but they're not. Their values don't line up with the current Democratic Party. They just vote that way because they've been doing it for so long, and they don't know there's another option. The Republican Party of New York has to engage these voters to flip them. If we just flip a couple of them, we can take the state back. We do, however, dominate in red counties across the state. There's 62 counties in New York State. In the 2016 election, President Trump won 45 New York counties to Hillary Clinton's 17. That's over 50% of Hillary Clinton's wins. That's a significant, significant victory in terms of county by county. That's a landslide win. To slightly delve into another side of New York is a microcosm of why we need the Electoral College. The man dominated the counties, but being that the more populous region of the state is the five boroughs, which is more populated than 30 of those counties combined, that shows exactly why you can't have popular vote in the country. States like New York and California outnumber 16 states combined. So literally you'd having two states dictating what the entire country's doing. We can't have that. The point being made, and the point that was made with this bill passing, is that we need to get out and vote in every election. Every single election. Politics is local. Local is where policy is made. Local is where, even if we have a small, small minority of Republicans in the Senate, They can block sickening bills like what passed today. 
Today's bill, even proponents of abortion, and to be clear, I am anti-abortion, with the exception of cases of rape, incest, or the mother's life in danger. I do not believe we have the right, and I use the word right in quotes because it's not a right to take somebody else's life. We don't have the right to terminate a human being's life because two other people are irresponsible or unprepared. There's millions of people in this country and other countries, and I know a lot of them right here, right where I live, that have problems getting pregnant or have had problems getting pregnant. They'd love to have a child. But they can't, they can't do anything about it because they're unable to get pregnant. These people would gladly pay medical expenses. They would even pay the person for the child. Because all they want to do is have a child of their own. We shouldn't be terminating a baby when there's millions of families that would gladly adopt and love the child. It's not a right to deny an unborn baby their right to live and have a life. I'm against Roe vs. Wade, but in my opinion, it's settled law. In an ideal world, we'd overturn it, and everybody, with the exception of the instances that I mentioned, rape, incest, or the mother's life in danger, would see their baby born and either raise it as their own, as is the best outcome. If they don't want to do that, they could have the child adopted and then go on to live a healthy, loving life. However, if we overturned it, it's like New York, people would literally end up trying to self-abort in addition to the child. We can't have that. The child being lost is, is enough, as it is. We don't need to add anything on top of that. The biggest issue with abortion is how it's been successfully spun rhetoric-wise by the left. They've spun this as a women's right to choose, in quotes. This is not a woman's health issue. It's only a woman's health issue if there's a complication with the pregnancy that causes a problem with the woman's health. Other than that, it's a pregnancy that, like I said, unless it came on by way of rape or incest, should not have to be attached to the ability of the parent to terminate another life because having a child is inconvenient or because they weren't ready for it. Everybody knows the risks when you have unprotected sex. Everybody. It's taught in schools now. It's on TV. There's really no excuse to that. There's too many people that say things like, if they aren't ready when the child, then the child will have a terrible life. I hear a lot of proponents of abortion say, if the parents aren't ready, the child's going to live a terrible life. Well, if that's the case, like I said, as hard as it may be, you should have enough love for that child even before you've met them to know that if you can't raise them right, as I said before, there are other people in this country and in others that would gladly pick up your medical expenses, compensate you, and ultimately raise your child and love them as if it was their own. That's the best thing you could do for your child if you're not able to take care of them on your own. Killing them which is effectively what abortion is. There is no other way to see it. It is murder. Life does begin at conception. Take a look at these babies that are born premature. Do your research on ones that are born extremely premature. 12 weeks, 15 weeks, 18 weeks, and end up living. And have a discussion with somebody and have them try to tell you 
that what you see in those pictures or in those videos as they move and breathe, that's just a bundle of cells or a clump of cells. And it doesn't mean anything and there's no life in there. Infuriating. It's more sickening that taxpayer money, specifically in our state, but all across the country, with the exception of certain conservative states where the legislatures have blocked it, taxpayer money funds abortions and Planned Parenthood and things like this. Now, Planned Parenthood is a woman's organization that does a lot of good things for women, things that are uncovered by insurance, things like pap smears, cervical cancer checks, all things along those lines, and that's fine. We should be funding those types of things. But the abortion wing of Planned Parenthood, which has also been investigated and discovered <coughs> to have sold body parts, of aborted babies, look up the Project Veritas videos. They should not be receiving any money from the taxpayers, in my opinion, for anything. But at minimum, not for abortion. We're not going to state fund murder of innocent children. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. These sick, mentally disturbed left-wing lunatics in the New York Democratic Senate spat in the face of each and every one of us. Even moderate Democrats who still haven't realized that the Democratic Party has long since left them. To make it worse, they signed the bill into law on the anniversary of Roe vs. Wade. That's a huge fuck you to anybody that was opposed to the bill. And to anybody that's anti-abortion and believes in the right to life. Why else would they do it on that date? Coincidentally, if everything we've been through... If everything you've seen us talk about in other networks, do you believe in any coincidences anymore when it comes to things politically? Because the answer is there are none. If we don't wake up, pay attention, get involved, vote and make noise, what you've seen in this bill is the tip of the iceberg of what they're going to do. From anything from, from health to taxes, you've seen the Ocasio-Cortez version of the left. There's many of them that are sitting senators right now in the Senate, and they're very open about what they're doing, what they're talking about. 70% tax, restrictions, um, revisionist policies on what the Constitution is made of, revisionist policies on the Bill of Rights, redoing things that have been the, the fabric of the country since it's founded. And there's people that are complacently sitting by and allowing these people to get elected. Now listen, there's many counties in our state and across others that we can't do anything about. There's simply too many Democratic voters in those areas. The same applies on the other side where it's in our favor, thankfully, where we have red counties where these people cannot make an impact. But there are counties in the middle where there's plenty of Democrats or people identify as Democrats, but they don't identify with this Democratic Party and what they're doing. The Democratic Party that they think they're a part of is long gone. They've been gone for 30 years. The party of today is identity politics. The party of today is far left lunacy. Lunacy. You watch them. You see them on TV. You hear the things they're talking about. 
Go talk to the, to the Democrat you know who doesn't really know a lot about politics but shows up to vote Democrat. Ask them if they know about these things because they don't. I'm looking at the comments on our post that we did before on the article. And there's so many people that are just in shock and awe. And then I also posted on my personal page. I had many people commenting and I'm seeing other people. And these people can't believe it. They're in shock. Oh, how could something like that pass? How could this get through? How it gets through is when you don't get out and fight, when you don't get out and vote, when you don't take things seriously. That's how it happens. When you have people who are telling you what they're going to do if they get elected and still nobody cares. Or if they do care, you get caught up in the rhetoric I mentioned before that New York is a blue state. It may well be a blue state, but there's 45 counties that went red for President Trump. If in those counties we elected red senators, they would have been had the numbers to block this bill from happening. And they would have the numbers to block some of this other crazy shit that they want to pass from happening. Politics is local. That's why there's conservative states and liberal states. Whoever dominates the statewide legislature is running the law. We are marching towards 2020, both on the national scale with President Trump and again on the local scale. Senate elections, House elections, uh, local judgeships. Everybody who's been watching politics can understand the judges make plenty of decisions. They're not supposed to be uh, political activists, but they are. Look at the Ninth Circuit. The judges are supposed to interpret the law as it's written and make a decision accordingly. Overwhelmingly, specifically with judges appointed by the left over the past 30 years, they make decisions based on political affiliations. So we have to make sure that the legislatures that are in place that appoint these judges are people that are going to appoint ones that are going to rule in our favor to preserve our way of life. The constitutional American way of life that the country was founded on. These aren't far-right policies. What's considered far-right today is what was mainstream just 50 years ago. But these people have taken over the schools. They've taken over the media. And in doing so, they've brainwashed most of the public. There are plenty of people that have woken up and there's plenty of people that aren't brainwashed by it. But there's a far majority of people that are just not involved in politics because they think it doesn't matter. It does matter when you get 50, 60, 70 million people statewide and countrywide involved in what's going on. We saw it when President Trump got elected. But it doesn't stop there. The United States is not a dictatorship. It doesn't run that way. The president can only do so much, even if he makes executive orders for all the things that we want done. Those things can simply be rolled back by the next president. We need things to be signed into law. And the only way in this country things are signed into law is being passed by the House, which is currently Democratic majority, the Senate, which is Republican majority. But because of an archaic rule that they won't change requires 60 votes. Not 51 majority, but 60 votes for a supermajority for it to pass. So unless they're going to change that law, which they should. But as I've mentioned, there are spineless Republicans that will not stand behind this. So for the moment, we're going to deal with the 60 votes. And as long as that's the case, it's going to be very hard for us to pass things that we want into law. But there's a path. In 2020, we need to pick up seven seats to have that supermajority. Many of the seats are up in places that the president won. In addition, the president's going to be on the ballot. 
Everybody's to get out and vote for these people to stop what we see going on now. These leftists have no interest in the benefit of Americans and American lives. Zero. They're interested in money and power. That's it. I'm angry today. I get very emotional about politics in general because I think it's beyond infuriating. It's everybody should feel the way that I feel. There's people out there right now, elected officials, that are actively trying to take your way of life from you. And far too many people just sit back, don't pay attention, and they worry about things that are so inconsequential in terms of what's going on, not realizing that their daily stresses in many cases can be traced back to policies that were made, tax policies, house policies, business policies, health policies, welfare policies, things that can restrict your way of life. We have to wake up now, now, and start prepping for 2020. Share posts, have conversations, listen to political radio, Read. Read everything. Even the fake news. Read the fake news. Because if you read the fake news, at least you know where they're coming from. The angles they're trying to spin and you'll be ready to to push it back. Formulate your own opinions. Believe what your gut and what your eyes and your ears tell you. We each have a brain. Some use it more than others. Some don't use it at as, at all as we know. But we have the ability to do our own research and come up with the answers. Most of it is common sense. We don't have to be doctors from Harvard to figure out the most basic things we're talking about. And this is one of them. That we shouldn't be passing bills. We're up until birth. We can abort a child and kill it. That a mother can carry... A child for nine months and a week before what? I don't want this. I don't want this. And then go to a doctor. Who by the way. There is no more habeas corpus. And I'm sorry. There is no more of the Hippocratic Oath in New York. That's been removed. There is no more Hippocratic Oath. So if you're a doctor in this state. You cannot invoke the Hippocratic Oath to say. I morally am not okay with this. It's not in the best interest of my patient. It's not in the best interest of what is now almost a full-term baby to not do this abortion. If you do that, and if you read the article I posted and do your further research, you can be chastised. You can be fined. Multiple things can happen to you if you're a doctor who denies somebody a full-term abortion. It's effectively socialized medicine. They're dictating what the health industry can do for you. And now they're forcing you to commit murder. And this is just the beginning. There's so many more bills that if you were to do your research and go on the government website and look at the bills that people are presenting to the floor, many of them that they're not going to be reported by the media because we know who controls the media. They're not going to report these kind of crazy bills. And then when they get passed, you have far too many people that still say, oh, how can that be? And by that time, it's too late. What are you going to do? So fuck yeah, I'm angry today. 
We need everybody to wake up. Wake up fast. You can start that by helping us, by watching what we do, by reading our blogs, by sharing them, by talking to your fellow fellow constituents, getting the word out. Politics doesn't have to be a taboo conversation. There's many quick fixes that if we did things right, we wouldn't have to talk about it again. But we have to get to that point. I'm wearing my Empire State Conservative sweatshirt with my customized name on the back. It'd be wonderful if some of you guys picked these up and customized them and started representing that there are people in this state who are pushing back against the left-wing lunacy of these people. Donate to our network. The money that, that gets donated is going towards getting influential people on our shows. We recently had Larry Sharp on. We're going to have Vicky Abricio Palladino on soon. We've been communicating with Donald Trump Jr. We're trying to get influential people on the show to continue to get the word out. But we need help from you. $60. Just $60 for 12 months. You get a full subscription. And you'll get a free sweatshirt with that. Every dollar is going to go to what we're doing here. Which is trying to get the word out. In closing, especially in New York where people get chastised for things like this. Wear proud. Don't let fear take your freedom. Keep fighting. God bless. Hey everybody, it's Evan with Empire State Conservative Network. If you like this episode, please subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and leave us a five-star review. Also, please follow us on social media on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, on Twitter at Empire State Cons, on Parlay at Empire State Conservatives. If you'd like to help us improve our shows, you can donate through our website at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash donate. We also have some merchandise that will be coming to you soon from our website. If you'd like to work with us in any capacity, please feel free to email us at GetRedPilled76 at gmail.com. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.